What's going on, Packers fans? Aaron Negler here, Cheesehead TV, along with Billy Schmid from 97.3 The Game. It's the final beer and ball of the 2022-2023 Packers season after mm. the gut-wrenching loss to the Detroit Lions. How you holding up, Bill? A couple days after the game, we've let the dust settle. Uh, how you feeling, buddy? Good question, Nags. Good hearing from you. Good seeing you, brother. Uh, it's We've gotten all that out of the way, right? I've right. cleaned out the locker. We all got our garbage bags and, and kind of moved on out. We're having our exit meetings. It's yes. uh, This is dude, the it's, it's a, TV exit meeting. Very good. It's Very, the exit like meeting, it. yes. Hey, we got to have a conversation with Coach, see what we got to mm -hmm. work on most of the end of the offseason. Yep, definitely. Uh, get our marching orders before uh, OTAs. We come back April 17th. Uh, right. There's... Dude, there's a lot to it, and and obviously we'll we'll parse through a, a large majority of it. I just loved being able to push all the big picture questions further down a week. <sighs> yeah, and man, they accelerated yeah. right away on Monday. And uh, obviously <laughs> yeah, they did. The post game especially, conversations, especially if you're in up, the but... content creation arena, mm. here they were. <laughs> Just My girlfriend wait. was so so sweet. She says on Monday morning, I, I had to get up at like eight after we got back at like four from the oh, post man. game to uh, go get some new tires put on. And she goes, you know, I kind of feel bad for you because now you have to go like you got to go talk about this. Right. <laughs> that right. That is kind of the deal. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what? Listen, to do. Yes. It's so much better than working. Yes. Uh, but I mean, I'll never is, complain. Uh, this is when it this is when it finally feels like work nags when you have to just roast your favorite team for the next seven months for the next, you know, X number of weeks and months. Yeah. I, that reminds, I'll never forget the first week I was, I think it was the first week I was at sports illustrated in their video group, the Packers suffered some hellacious loss. And I came into the office and the first person I saw was my boss at SI. And he was like, Oh, about that game. And I was like, I don't want to talk about it. And he was like, it's your job to talk about it. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, fair point. Fair oh, point. Good. I'll just wait till I'm on set, like get a microphone in my like hand before we start diving into this. But yeah, you're right. It it has to be dissected. It has to be parsed. Uh, I'm going to start with your kind of wheelhouse, the offensive line, because anybody who's kind of consumed my contents in Sunday will know I I'm still kind of in shock at how poorly they played up front. Mm -hmm. And I give the Lions credit. For the way they attacked the Packers, there's zero doubt in my mind that they had an excellent game plan. But not only were the Packers kind of overmatched, like as far as physicality, that was so clear early on, especially early on in the goal line on some of the attempted running plays. But man, there were no real adjustments other than, well, Yash isn't getting it done, so we're going to put Zach Tom out there. But outside of that, I didn't see much in the way of, okay, we're going to try and change our approach. We're going to try and change schematically what we're doing. We're going to keep running out there empty and let those tackles stay on an island, which, you know, David, it's fine. But Zach, I think, was still a little overwhelmed. And, mm -hmm. I, yeah, it was, it was a shocking reversion to form comparative to what we had seen over the past month or so. That's the that's the best uh, way to sum it up. It, it just they reverted to making some really young mistakes. Man, Josh Myers had a super tough really? night. And... The whole interior was rough, and that's yeah. the thing, right? Like you can see guys out on an island like Yash when they're getting beat. Like the television makes the shows the replay and what have you, and that's really easy to see. But man, you go yep. back and even during the game, but go back and watch it. All three guys along the interior, and Runyon and Jenkins are two of your better players. And they mm -hmm. had piss poor games along with Josh, well, who I thought probably had one of his worst games of the year. 
Yeah, and, and Negs, I kind of felt bad because in the moment I tweeted out, like I think it was third quarter, after realizing that Tom had been out there for a, a number of series now right. and it had not changed, I was just like, it don't really matter who the Packers put out at right tackle. The Lions are going inside shoulder and yep. running through you, forcing just, John Runyon to make a decision, come on blowing over and up you. And blowing up their zone scheme. And that's mm-hmm. what I mean when I'm like, and there was no real earnest adjustment to, okay, now we're going to run some power. We're going to run some counters. We're going to try and trap yeah. you. We're going to try and do something to mitigate what you're clearly doing to blow up our zone running game. There was as far to my, I mean, looking at it, who knows what Aaron yeah. Collins line and all that, but man, there cer- certainly didn't seem to be a concerted effort to try and counter what the lines were doing. Well, and you, you talked about it. You, you run power uh, and, and pull Jenkins over because you know that they're crashing so hard. You're coming down. Yeah. To try exactly. to split between Runyon and Tom or or Yash. Yep. That that does feel like the perfect example. It, it also, Nags, felt more and more like what we saw from the play calling throughout the season where when, when something didn't work, mm-hmm. there was a little bit of frenetic energy, right? Yes. We got yep. to figure out how to get this back. Yeah. You're not chasing. You're you're up. You're I, up. I know you've, you are up. That's I know the other you haven't thing. finished drives, but you are up in the game. Yeah. You're Take in control. Take a deep breath yep. and play your style. And yep. that's where that's where I really think the, the Jones fumble was exactly oh. the same feel as it had Nags in Tampa, mm. where yeah. I yep. get they had not things scored are, touchdowns. No, but, things but they had driven working. all over the land. They moved the, the ball. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And, and look, the, jo- not, the Jones fumbles. The, the Jones fumble is a tough one, right? Because he's one of, if not your best player on offense. He is the guy who makes it go. Yet, again, much like in Tampa and a couple other times throughout his career, man, his fumble completely changed the momentum of the game. Completely yeah. gifted the Lions a possession, got, you know, which led to points on the board, closing of the gap, come out in the second half, and away we go. The Jones thing is interesting. The play in question is interesting. And I, I'm in really indebted to Mike Wall for pointing this out on his podcast. Uh, he has a video breakdown of the it's a, you know, it's a basic screen to Jones out there mm-hmm. in the flat. And he pointed something out that really kind of encapsulated what I thought kind of the difference between the two teams were in Tunyon's out there in space against a corner, right? And he outweighs him by a good amount. He's a bigger guy. This is absolutely this should be, you know hammer meets nail yeah. shove him out Finish the way that. but in the video you can see it on tape he absorbs the hit and because of that the corner is able to you know free himself and go and get in on the tackle on Aaron Jones and because he's there Jones can't take his left arm and wrap the ball or even mm-hmm. move the ball to the other side like you're supposed to when you're going up a left side line take yep. it out of you know harm's way and put it in your other arm well there's a corner now Coming in, and the guy who should have been out of the play is there to make the play. And it's little things like that, but it was the physicality that the Lions brought down in and down out. Look at the play where, I mean, they they have Swift bottled in two defenders, and he's hit initially almost six yards prior to the yeah. first down marker, and he and basically through. plows through Darnell Savage and Rasul Douglas for a first down. Those are just two examples, but they perfectly kind of encapsulates the physicality that the Lions played with that was sorely lacking from the Packers. 
Well, in the swift play in particular, Nags, that's that's one of the toughest parts because look at those two dudes. Those are two guys that are on your football team next year. And I know we mm-hmm. were talking a lot about this mm-hmm. at four and eight. Well, now eight right. and nine. Now you can actually make those conversations a reality for 2023. Those are dudes that are going to be on the team. Yes. So we've had a bunch of questions and I, and I know that you've answered them and, and you've you talked to me. Maybe I have to deal right. with a little bit of this. Yeah. Um, we all need to stop with the fucking Sean Payton conversation. All right. What, whatever the Jim Harbaugh talk is, I'm done with. That being said. See, you have a very different audience because no one at Cheesehead TV is talking about Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh. But is oh, this is God. this going on on the radio? Is that, that what you're telling me? Oh, I had to shut it down within the first segment on, on Monday what? and Sunday night. First segment. First caller. I, you know, that, that Sean Payton is out there. I'm like, well, oh, he did go 7-9 and nine in his last three years in New Orleans. <laughs> but Not that he lost any fucking bad games. Big games, no, right? Never, no. never an NFC championship game in his own backyard. When, oh, oh by the way, wow. he the ball. At the start of overtime, so wow. I've, yeah, I've had to dig really deep into all this. <laughs> but the, but like the physicality wow. question, yes, is is something that you have that we haven't been able to shake for a number of years. Yeah, number going of back Ma- McCarthy's days. Yeah, no doubt. And and I soft think it's team, super finesse unfair. team, yeah. all of that. And yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's really unfair to put on Matt because at some point the the flavor of the of the suit is going to come with the groceries that you got. Right, Bill Parcells would play with that way. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Where who, who do, are you bringing in? Right. And and all these guys that we're talking about are their big money guys who yes. are lacking some of the physicality. So if if that is what they diagnose and, and scout up is the issue going into next year, well then AJ Dillon's gonna be a freaking huge portion of the game. Well, I he still should think be. Aaron Jones is gonna be a monster portion of the football team. And we'll it, see a lot of questions a there different on those edges. Yes, Jones yes. one is Very, huge. It's such a such it's a, a big question. question it's a big question. But to the physicality point, it's so funny to me because, like, for so many years, we were like, oh, we want a little bit more nasty on the defense. And then we got guys, like, getting personal fouls and making boneheaded mm-hmm. mistakes and stupid penalties. It's like, no, 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 no. Physical between the whistles. I don't need cheap shots post, post-play. post <laughs> Oh, the Quay, Walker, the Quay Walker thing is so disappointing because I think he played yeah. really well down the stretch, and now the whole narrative around him all offseason – is going to be about him being ejected twice in one season, which mm-hmm. I understand. I totally get why it will be yeah. the talking point, but the young man played really well the last month of the season, was playing well in that game, but now no one's going to talk about that. Um, I do it was think one of his they best have games. a player there, though. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. they have a player there. I do, there, too. You know what I mean? And and I thought, Nags, you've you've talked to dudes in the locker room and had to ask them super tough questions. Mm-hmm. I. I didn't. I wasn't there, so I don't know how the entire thing transpired. But it kind of sounded like he knew exactly what he wanted to say, got yeah. it on out, and said, "Listen, up again." And yeah. and that's the most frustrating part. The shot of him walking up the tunnel, you can tell, and he said it that it's. I don't believe I let myself do that again. So the the book's going to be out on him, and and I don't think he's a dirty player, right? I don't think he's I don't Matt either. Jones. I don't Not even Grayson close. Allen. Not even no, close. I think Not he's. I think he's very temperamental. Yes. But when you're talking about in between the whistle and eggs, that's going to be more dangerous because now the book's out that we might be able to get at him just a little bit. Yes. So everybody, every team's got an instigator, right? Everybody's got a guy that talks a little bit more than others. Gets a little extra tweak in there, here or there at the echo of the whistle, maybe at the bottom of a pile. And yeah, he he will undoubtedly have a target on his back going forward i'm not talking just next year this is going to be for the next no. few years where guys are going to try and get under his skin and try and get him to react because 
Hell, he's been thrown out twice. Who knows how many more times he might pop off, so to speak. And twice in look, 17 games. I mean, could you imagine what Josh Sitton would have been able to get at under the pile? Because that <laughs> oh my gosh, I, that's why you loved watching oh, him play because he always so was getting up under somebody's skin. Or or Ross Verba back in the day. Now. Ross Verba would have had all sorts of fun. Mm. Um listen, uh, we talked about the offensive line. The wide receiver thing is going to be interesting this offseason because it's always a narrative in Green Bay because of the offense that they run, because of the quarterback that they have. But mm-hmm. obviously that quarterback question has to be answered first, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But wide receiver group, it's so interesting how heading into the season, we all knew what giant question marks there were at the position. You get through the season, very tough to begin, a lot of promise, a lot of production actually, kind of down the stretch, mm-hmm. especially with Christian Watson. You saw him really rise up in this game as well. But it's fascinating to me how they're most likely going to lose Alan Lazard, right? I think, you know, I'm I'm not saying that's 100%, Sounded but like I think it. the writing's on the wall, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Randall Cobb, you have to think that's probably it. Uh, maybe Aaron makes a pitch to bring him back, but I got to think that's it, right? You've got Dobbs. You've got Watson. Insane potential there. Um, Toure, who knows? Maybe he develops a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe he gets thrown into the mix. But once again, we're in a spot where... They're going to have to make some acquisitions here, whether it is free agency, whether it is through the draft, and I suspect it will be through the draft. But, man, suddenly this wide receiver group is thrown into question again. You know, even with the uh, the amount of kind of draft capital you spent in this past draft, you've got a lot of uh promise on your hands. But, man, you're, you're going to need some pieces here, like, without question. Well, and I think that's I think that's why they were so aggressive in the claypool deal because right. they knew right. they know that wasn't forward, a 2022 right. deal i think that was a 2023 yep. deal and yep. that's why they want that's why they liked more that's why they liked a lot of those cats that at least have a couple right. of years of control after their deals right right it, it it it's a it's a bitch to, to try to continue to climb your way back to where you were they, they're trying to still mm. fight missing on that fourth fifth and seventh and none of jamon Moore, mvs or eq being on the team they're yep. going to need some veterans of that ilk, though. Like, I, I think they have. I would suspect so, right? I mean, you would think. I think hopefully, they have their, hopefully they a little have their one right now, at least. A notch above Sammy Watkins, can we hope? Can we pray? Oh, just wow. just yeah, a little no bit. Kidding. Just a little bit. <laughs> and no shout kidding. Out Sammy. At, least Love Sammy. Some, at least a little Thank bit. Thank you for the contribution, the but holy cow. Wow. Yikes. But what about what about Robert Woods like in the in the style oh, when he it. was coming yes. when he was coming in right. with LA, right? Yep. That's a that's an understated two who in the right yep. offense can can be a really formidable option. And, well, and, can and allow Dobbs you. to be right. the, the possession right. threat at three. Yeah. No, I'm all in on this idea. I think that's a it I don't want to say it's a foregone conclusion because you can never say that with the Green Bay Packers, but it yep. sure feels like that's the route they have to go this offseason, right? But of course, like I said, like how many times have we sat here and gone, oh, they have to do this, and then they don't do it. So who knows? Well, right. Who knows? And and I've already I've already penciled in my my target at 15. Uh, oh, have oh draft talk. Draft talk. All right. Mike, All right. Dude, Michael Mayer, are you kidding? How does that not fit just perfectly? Okay. Can in I that can offense? I ask can I ask just as someone who doesn't watch college football or even pay attention to yeah. the draft until like probably the combine? Can I just ask who 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 is that? Michael Mayer, uh, number eighty-seven, tight end from Notre Dame. Uh, he's been a, a tight end. For the... Get the fuck out of here, a tight end. And yep. At fifteen. At fifteen, you're crazy. Yep. You're crazy. Yep. I don't care. What is this guy? Is this kid is Superman himself? Uh-huh. No way. You take a tight end at fifteen. Are you crazy? even better? Even better. Travis oh, Kelsey light. I mean, I'm I'm telling you, dude, the kid is an absolute oh, man amongst boys. You look I'll at his tell you neck what. nags. It is the size of <laughs> it is the size of 
AJ Dillon's quad. This man is completely stacked up and has just gotten better in every aspect of the I love game. It. So our new, our and new already in on the NIL deal. So I love a business. <laughs> our new spot. draft industrial complex metric neck size. All right, I'm all neck in. size. All... Way Forget hand, hand size, size, wingspan, none of that. Neck size. I'm all in. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Okay, here's the one way that would make sense. The one and only way is if Aaron Rodgers isn't back as your quarterback. And you're going to be mm-hmm. a little bit more multiple. You're going to run a lot more kind of power looks, a lot more mm-hmm. stuff where you got condensed formations, blah, 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 blah. And you're doing play action. You're doing boot stuff. And you're using utilizing mm-hmm. the tight end. Aaron doesn't throw the tight end. Like, he, he threw one to Tunyon. Oh. I was really excited. Yeah. But traditionally, Aaron doesn't utilize his tight ends the way, like, most teams would or should. He but sure like throwing you. to Bobby in the red zone a few couple a couple of years ago. They, that's where the creativity on, on the oh, st- yeah. offense needs to really get going. And and yes. I think that's possession style is where they're at. He, he's it's also nags and and you touched on it right there. I think it's it's a pick more for the next quarterback. Yes, well it has to be. Here's the thing: you gotta whatever have, you gotta happens have, in this draft has to bombs. be about the next QB. Like you can't keep uh-huh. building 100%. around Aaron Rod- 39, soon to be 40 year old Aaron Rodgers. All right, let's talk about it. Let's talk. Let's talk about this quarterback situation because here we go. Here we go. Uh, can they just bribe Rodgers to retire? Like this is my thing, right? Like so, number of years ago, Mark Murphy got on a plane to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, with an offer in hand of 20 million dollars for Brett Favre to stay retired. Because he was making mm-hmm. all sorts of noise and rumbling about coming back. And, of course, we all know how that played out. Favre didn't take the bribe. I'm sorry, the marketing deal. And uh, away we went, right? So what's to stop Mark Murphy? And we've known for these last – this yesterday and today, we're recording on Wednesday, that Rodgers and the Packers are having meetings, right? They did this last year. Mm-hmm. So where you got to think in one of those meetings, Mark Murphy is in, at least involved and in the conversation, right? What's to stop Mark from saying, Aaron – we really appreciate everything you've done. We feel as an organization that we've taken this as far as we can. We know we committed to you for at least two years of the, this contract that you're under right now, but we really feel it is time to go in another direction. Here's a 50, nay, even a $100 million marketing deal over the next 10 years mm-hmm. if you'll retire, if you'll just hang them up. Well, Who says well, no? In... Probably hey, Rogers. Money is energy. All right. Yeah, it's it's hard go. to it's, there you go. It's hard to walk away from that kind of money. It would be really hard for me to walk away from a hundred million dollars to to not put my body on the line. Um, I I still remember that that deal that the reporting I remember from Ed Warner and everybody was he's flying down in preparation to offer him ten years at twenty million dollars to stay right. retired. Yep. And what? Oh, and a couple of autographs for the and, Salvation Army. Check. And he brought I am and he, in. And he brought his locker. Remember that? He brought the locker. Yes, down to every single every single thing that was in your locker. Hey, man, we, we cleaned it out for you. No, and worry. the locker, and the locker, the physical locker itself. He brought it they, to Mississippi. Oh my God, I forgot about that part of oh it. Oh my God, so they ripped Aaron it out of that little special training exactly. room. Exactly. Right. Yes. Wow, wow. Amazing. Yeah, I don't know that Rodgers wants a locker. I mean, he might want, like, some of the bricks from sure, the tunnel. Right. Something yep. good and spiritual, right? Something yeah, good, yeah. Uh, that, that's sentimental, that'll br- remind 100%. you of some good vibes. No, no doubt. No doubt. I think that's the best case scenario for everybody involved. 
we did this we did this the day we did this the day before on the on the 30th it was your your sports wishes for all the different teams and my wish for the green bay packers was either aaron or jordan love is not on the team in 2023 either that means that yeah either that means that aaron's here and you let jordan go and play somewhere yep and you let that young man's career start or he's here and it's been a remarkable run. Aaron retires as a Packer, something that was statedly very important to him in the mm-hmm. last couple of years, being able to leave yep. on somewhat of his own term. I think he kind of so. knows that he's believe he's leaning that way. I don't believe, Negs, that he needs all that much convincing. I think I he's leaning you. towards with hanging it up. I agree. And I agree. And it's just guessing, whether, and, obviously. Yeah, it is. I'm 1,000% I'm speculating. But I think he's kind of leaning towards walking away. He's got everything intact he's also had significant head injuries in his career yeah yeah a couple of times and and this is the age when those guys have walked away so i believe he is is leaning that way that uh, assurance that that money is going to be in his pocket i don't think hurts no and 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 that's why you have the war chest, isn't it? That's why you have that six hundred and eighty-five million I mean, dollars sitting away and waiting. It's literally what Corey said on our happy hour. Uh, I think it was last night. He was like, "Hey, get Titletown to pay for it." I mean, that's why Titletown is there, right? Name for the sledding expenditures. Like, there yeah. you go. There you go. That's your money. You don't have to share it with anybody. You don't have to spread it around the league. That is your money. And if you want to utilize it this way, marketing deal for your Hall of Fame quarterback. Bingo do it and like and and look, i think he would be able to do negs and I, I don't mean to interrupt you. i think no, he would actually be able to do some good with the marketing opportunities yeah, that you would. go with the next 10 years right he wouldn't go and have a welfare conversation he would go and be able to put that to good wholesome use you had I apologize. to, you had to go there you had to go there i will say though like look because i know i'm already getting grief on twitter about this because of my stance about it's time to move on blah 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 look you can think it is time to turn the page and still appreciate everything Aaron Rodgers has done as the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, the MVP awards he's won, bringing a title back to Titletown. I love Aaron Rodgers as a starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. It's been a phenomenal run. But now three years in a row, we have watched him be old and cold in a winner-go-home game in January and come up short each time. What are we doing? Mm -hmm. What is the point of all this? Like, one more year to do what? Watch him get old and cold yet again for a fourth year in a row. Like, I just, it, to me, it's so obvious that what he was going to do in a Packers uniform has been done. And there is no shame whatsoever in saying, buddy, you're at the end. It, it's time to give him a little nudge. Because I know Brady is out there at 45, still slinging it around, completely warping every perception at the quarterback position. But much like people counting his titles against everybody else, he is such an outlier. He is so much different than every other person playing this game. Like, you can't compare Aaron to Brady and think, oh, yeah, he can play another five years. He's Aaron's at the end, man. Like, Breeze was at the end. Like, he's still got a little bit more on his fastball than Breeze did at the end. Mm-hmm. But you can tell all those plays outside the pocket he used to be able to make without problem, without question, they've really dried up, man. Like, he can still... Because some of the balls he threw on Sunday, still make night. a few. Yep. The, the interception, the the interception that got called back, is one of the worst throws I've seen him make in a Green Bay Packers uniform. I mean, that's stuff that he wasn't doing even two, three years ago, let alone five, six years ago. 
It's just, it's father time is undefeated and he is knocking at the door. It is time. Better to get out a year too early than a year too late. Last year was a year too early. Right now is the right time to well, get out. Well, and Negs, that's why, that's why I'm hesitant that they will, though. Yes. Because. I know. I know. He, well, here's, here's the, the plan. I, all of this said, I fully expect him to be back. I fully expect Joe Barry to be back. I fully expect everything to get run back for one more season. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. The one change will be, uh, I think, uh, I think Hackett will be the quarterback coach. Ooh. I think that's the only that's the only change that I could see <laughs> genuinely changing. Oh, Tom and, Clemens retires. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, Tom. Tom retires. He's 70 yeah. years old. That isn't that their yeah. breaking point. Oh, sorry. That's just with the president. They don't age discriminate <laughs> in other spots. But you dude, you sit here with this <sighs> opportunity and right. the opportunity was a couple of years ago. And, and this is one thousand percent different than when Aaron took over for Brett. Yes, because Aaron was still making six. $50 million right. on that rookie contract. Yep. Jordan Love has made $19 million as the starting court or as the backup quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. And guess what? He's only going to make like seven next year. Yep. So financially, when they decided to draft him, yep. it made the most sense to, to go to him after the 2020 season. You yep. got right up to the cusp. You got called out. And frankly, he called your bluff and absolutely owned you for yeah, 16 he did. weeks yeah, until he did. the fourth quarter of the title game, right? Yep. And, and I get Goody getting cold feet at that point. Yeah. I but don't. I never will, but I get it. Year, yeah. Then the next year, Nags, 2021, was he was at the he was right at the right at the diving board, right? He's sitting on the yeah. high dive, knows he's not a great swimmer, kind of like me, not a very <laughs> buoyant cat, right? Gets right up to the diving board and oh, man. I'm gonna crawl back down the ladder. Yep. And now you got to figure out if you want to climb all the way back up the ladder to jump because everybody's watching you now. Yes. Everybody at the pool the is waiting pool to see. Is looking at you. Are you finally going to, or are you going to walk back on into the clubhouse? You're finally going to jump off smooth? that diving board. <laughs> they got so, so many opportunities to impress mm-hmm. everybody and jump off the diving board, and it's a six, it's a great moment. Yeah. Finally, right, Negs, you finally conquered your fear. I don't really think they're going to do it. And I think it's, it's going to be one of the tougher, tougher moments. So that's why the Mark Murphy part that you've brought up mm-hmm. is significant. Cause I haven't yeah. seen anybody else say the decision is made above. Whereas in other oh, organizations, he's, he's got to be in other in the organizations. The owner makes those decisions. Right, 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 right. He's got to be in the conversation. There's zero doubt about that. Like we'll see how it transpires over the course of the next few weeks. But I will say this, like, it's interesting watching the sentiment around the head coach really turn this year. Uh, Matt, yeah, you know, did not do his best job early in the season. But I'll tell you what, and I said this on Daily yesterday, the fact that this team kept it together, never pointed fingers, never lost basically belief in what they were doing is a testament to Matt and the job his mm-hmm. staff did to keep them kind of fighting every week, week in and week out, despite the five-game losing streak despite being basically 2% away from elimination or, you know, a a month ago and they come out of the bye week and make the, have the run that they had. I mean, I think that's a testament to Matt as a coach, but that said, he's got a lot of kind of soul searching inward looking stuff to do as far as why it was so disjointed early in the season, why it was so difficult to find a win throughout that five game losing streak. And I'm not sitting here saying Matt is flawless because that is certainly not the truth. But I wish yeah. more people would pay attention to the fact that all throughout the league, you can look at teams that pack it in. I mean, you can tell. 
when dudes just, mm-hmm. there's no effort. Guys aren't paying attention. The message is stale. I mean, you look no further than Denver. Look at Nathaniel totally. Hackett. You talk about losing your team. That's a prime example. Never happened in Green Bay. It was so obvious that the guys, whatever their misgivings might have been, you know, schematically or what they were being asked to do. Sure, there's going to be some grumblings. I know we had reporting like that kind of through that kind of rough patch of the season. But, man, they stuck together, and they found a way out of it. And, again, to me, that's a testament to Matt. And that is something that's not going to get, you know, put on a graphic on Twitter or put on SportsCenter and talked about, blah, blah, blah. But it's a very real thing uh, that I think is a bit underappreciated by the fan base. The other part of it is I agree wholeheartedly with bringing the team still together and having you fight for somewhat of a common goal. Cause Nags, it's also not like they're the young team, like the Detroit lions right. where I, as I've been kind of mocked by a couple of listeners, like the, the good vibes at the end of the year, dude, that right. means something going into next year because that oh, team is yeah. pretty much going to be completely brought back. This team's going to be somewhat intact next year. Pretty intact. Yeah. yeah. The thing that I that Matt has uh, on his plate where I think the criticism comes to is how has he replaced the losses on the coaching staff? And right. have you looked outward out of the organization enough to continue bringing in ideas and and different schemes? Because this um, offense, dude, did yes. not look like his offense at all and at all. And and that's where the conversations this week with Aaron, if Aaron is coming back then yes. they need to have a lot of conversations like they had in between 19 and 20. Yes. Because there's gotta... parts of this offense that really do click. The bootleg and the quick motion to to Watson, I know we talked about they not really yeah, want yeah. to skate all the way on outside of the pocket. Dude, that's electric. Because you get the yes. ball in his hands on a drag, that's going to be dangerous stuff. So there's elements of it in the way that he's been brought up in the NFL, the scheme that, that he's kind of been brought up with, mm-hmm. that makes – defenses stress and and it's all across the league and I think they saw the league kind of all running their same system and wanted to change it up a little bit do they wanted different things thousand percent yes the Matt LaFleur offense and Mm -hmm. you know what it didn't really work so now you got to go on back here and and reshape it and get back to a little bit more what you normally do and I think Nags I think Hackett helps with some of that creativity he could. He I, I under I've center talked, creativity. I should. I've say. I've said a lot. Like if Justin Outen shakes free in Denver, I'd love to see him back. I think he's a really good young coach, mm-hmm. and he did a phenomenal job as a play caller when after uh, Hackett got fired in Denver. But I will say this: it's interesting that you talk about that because you look around the league and you look at the people running this system, and it's fascinating to me to watch. You know, the closest version of this outside of Green Bay because you've got the Aaron Rodgers influence, so it's it's you know it's always going to be a little different. But you look at McVay. And the way his team struggled on offense this year, even mm-hmm. before Stafford got hurt, they were not playing well at all. The league is, I'm not going to say caught up, but they're certainly counters now. And defensive oh, coordinators yeah. know what you're trying to do. And Matt somewhat alluded to this in his, you know, season wrapping presser where he talked about, you know, he almost straight up admitted like there are trends and things going on around the league. It feels like we've fallen behind. And that's a big admission. You know, yes. and that's like that's absolutely a call to arms for his staff of, all right, we've really got to drill down. And I think not kind of like find out what's next. It's not even that. It's just get a little bit more creative and figure out ways that we can take advantage of what defenses are trying to do. Because it's very clear that, you know, the things, the eye candy, some of the stuff that was, you know, allowing you to take advantage of defenses has maybe not dried up, but 
it's not working as well. It's not as effective as it as it was, mm -hmm. say, like three or four years ago. That I don't think is uh, I don't think that's out of line. I don't think say. that's no. And and I think Nags one of the main reasons why it's still working in San Francisco because Kyle runs a different different offense than McVay because they run the ball. They run the ball. They run the ball. And the crazy it's that part is, simple. It is that simple. They run. The yeah, ball. they also have all pros all over the field, right? I mean, it like helps. they have a first team all pro left tackle. They have a first yeah. team all pro running back. They have a first team all pro tight end. First we, team we all have, pro wide. We, we have an all pro left tackle. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And and I think when you see the amount that they play within the, it, it's somewhat triple option esque, right? Out of the shotgun with Purdy. And, and it's very similar to what he did at Iowa State. I love right. the way that they've kind of melded those two together. I watch way too much weird Big 12 college football. So I watched a ton of – hey, right. I bet on Brock Purdy a bunch. So I've made you some money soul. on that young man, and I you appreciate what soul. he's doing. You degenerate um, soul. But I, I just – there's – it works there because they have really freaking good players. Like up yeah. and down the board, they have really good – really, really good talent. Yeah. You have to nope. be able to meld – uh, a little bit of what they do and be able to take and pluck some stuff from what Kafka has been able to do up there with Buffalo here's, and here's the way my, that okay. Andy Reid and all them move. I'm glad you brought this up because, okay, look, the Shanahan thing, right? Is yes, they have good players. There's no doubt about it, but they mm -hmm. also practice it. They also stress it. You are what you emphasize, right? And I'll never forget Ryan Grant when he came on watch party a couple years ago and he talked about the kind of month he spent with Washington. Right. And that's when Shanahan and LaFleur were there. And he said, okay, in Washington, they spent more time on the run game in one week in one, no, in one practice than the Packers would in an entire week, one practice. They spent more time on the running game than you would in a week in green Bay. And that was under McCarthy, right? But Aaron Rodgers is still here, and Aaron Rodgers is running the offense. Everything is predicated around Aaron Rodgers. Everything. So what do you think they're working on in practice? They're not working on the running game. They may play. Obviously, they do work on it. But sure. no here as much as they're working on spread stuff, the bootleg stuff, the stuff to get Aaron throwing the football. That's what's being emphasized. And I get it. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. But that's why Kyle's teams run the ball so well and so effectively. Yes, they've got good players, but they emphasize it. They work on it. That is the emphasis. That's why you can drop it, down to Brock Purdy and make it work. Because you're not, it's not about we've got to spread it out and make the quarterback win. It's we're running the fucking ball regardless. Now, I would wonder if that would change if he has somebody of that talent level. Right. Like if he even even the Stafford talent level. Right. Because I, I right. you definitely saw McVay want to air it out way more. And yes. who wouldn't want to get the ball to freaking Cooper Cup? Everybody yeah. does. So you're, you're going to want to be able to stretch the ball. You're going to want to throw. But if if Kyle gets somebody like that, does right. he morph a little bit and does he give up some control? That's it, it's a it. dude, again, <laughs> maybe. Right. But Nags, it's a relationship business. And and sometimes the relationships get real close. Yes. And then you do have to pull back and and have some strange, uncomfortable power dynamic kind of moves where it doesn't make everybody feel uh, <laughs> insecure as to where their right. standing is. But yes, there's got there's there's some real tough conversations that have to be had in that building. And frankly, next, I'm really lucky that I'm not having them because they are <laughs> going to get real contentious at some point. Well, at some maybe point they will. Or another, maybe not because these guys because these guys really all want to win and actually do care about each other and care yeah. about what they're actually doing.
That's true. That's very true. Much like I care about you and talking with fo- with you about football each and every week, as we have done here each and every week this season on Beer and Ball. This is the last Beer and Ball for the 2022-2023 season. I will continue to talk with Billy throughout the offseason, though. And I hear, I through a little bird, I, I heard you're going to be at the Combine in Indianapolis. Is that true? Uh, Indianapolis is going to be able to see me, St. Elmo's. I can't afford it, so I'm just going to hang on out outside. Come on. iHeart's uh, got you on that. you got to have a look at per diem. Uh, I yeah, yeah. I don't know that I'm getting the black card on the trip on out We're there. Gonna, next, no, so. no. We'll talk, we'll talk to the powers that be. We got, we'll, we'll hook you up. That, that's good. No, work. dude, I'm that's fired good. up, man. I'm, I'm really excited for you to show me the ropes down there, and uh, I can't thank you enough, man. This has been – I know we've talked about it more off the air, this has been some of the most fun I've had talking ball and talking oh, uh, real access those dudes. So I really appreciate you doing this with me each week. Oh man, I I greatly appreciate you coming on each week, having these conversations. They uh, they help me. It's like therapy. It it really is therapy. But we uh, needed some this week, huh? Yeah, no doubt about it. But uh, <laughs> yes, beer and ball. That'll wrap it up for this season. Uh, hopefully, we're back next year. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We got a lot of talks to have with iHeart. But uh, regardless, Billy, you are the absolute man. Thank you so much. And uh, like I said, I will definitely be speaking with you throughout the offseason on other kind of channels, endeavors, what have you. But this has been phenomenal. Thank you so much, man. We got a lot of carrying the G to do, man. Appreciate it as always. Absolutely. Go Pack Go. (laughs) 